welcome to Museum Camp. I'm Megan. I'm Madison. Hi. Hi. Hello. What's up? (laughs) We just draw out the the greetings for 45 minutes. Yeah. We're going to leave 30 seconds of blank space just for you guys to tell us about how your day has been. Fill it in. (laughs) Talk, talk, talk. (laughs) Um, What's going on with you? Nothing. Um, <laughs> nothing new since last time we recorded because sure, you know, we're doing a a, a like a, back a to double back. double whammy. Yeah, a double whammy. That was the word I was thinking for. We're yeah. we're doing a double whammy today and recording because uh next week when this episode actually comes out, we will be in the city so nice they named it twice. <laughs> That's right. New York, New York yeah the big old apple yes um yeah very excited so we are we are doubling up in recording today so really nothing much has nothing at all has happened since the last time literally we were truly nothing yeah that being said I did save something for this um Mm. remember what feels like many years ago when I uh, had that segment where I was like these are things that are like a little bit too short for immature history, but I would like to touch on them because Mm -hmm. it's hilarious. I Mm -hmm. have a good one. Are you ready? I actually have one too. So we'll just make this a whole segment. Mm -hmm. Um, Wouldn't it be funny if it was the same one? (laughs) It wouldn't surprise me at this point. Um, So this is um, from the Wikipedia article for pre-format I was I had practiced this and I was so mm-hmm. uh, preformationism pre- preformationism preformationism okay. um and <laughs> this was um a very prominent theory um let's see when it was this one thing I'm seeing is like in this late 17th century early 18th century um yeah, 1670s-ish. Um, and basically it's this theory. <laughs> uh, so it says a formerly popular theory that organisms develop from miniature versions of themselves. Instead of assembly from parts, preformationists believed that the form of living things exist in real terms prior to their development. It suggests that all organisms were created at the same time and that succeeding generations grew from homunculi or animalcules uh, that have existed since the beginning of creation, which is typically defined by religious beliefs. So basically, the funniest thing about this is (laughs) the picture that's on Wikipedia, which is sort of like a drawing, because they believed that sperm were simply really, really tiny little humans. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a picture of sperm. Um, and it's just I'm like, oh my God, it's so fucking funny. They're, they're wearing clothes. Wait. Like they're wearing loincloths. <laughs> this is so scary. It's so weird. With like a wiggly. Yeah. They have a sperm hat on. A sperm um, hat. And, oh, it's the funniest fucking thing. Why does Um, this exist? Okay, but I'm having, like, a hard time wrapping my mind around it. So they think that everything has been in existence since creation. I guess. Well, uh, yeah, I don't really know. 
Um, so I guess it's saying that this originally came from Pythagoras. So it goes way back um, from a okay. philosophical point of view. Um, mm-hmm. cause he is one of the earliest thinkers credited with ideas about the origin of form in the biological production of offspring. Um, it said that he originated spermism. <laughs> um, oh, and this is cute. The doctrine that fathers contribute the essential characteristics of their offspring while mothers contribute only a material substrate. I um, see. So, so women are simply vessels. <laughs> yes, they're vessels while men have a million tiny little humans in their balls. <laughs> Yikes, dude. Yikes. Um, and honestly, jokes on you, Pythagoras. That's um truly not true at all. It's not true. But so another thing is because I remember in school, so I mentioned the word um homunculi in that little uh excerpt that I read from the Wikipedia article. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I remember in my art history classes, when I was in school talking about the homunculus, which is, you know, how in like, especially medieval and like early Renaissance, well, and honestly, even some late Renaissance paintings where it would be like the virgin and child and Jesus just looked like a really tiny version of a full grown man Uh that was a homunculus, um, because it was just like a small, tiny version of a full man and so that's how they depicted babies which is like so interesting to me because like they'd seen babies they'd been babies (laughs) like (laughs) you guys have seen babies they know what it's about um (laughs) but yeah I think and I I don't really remember but I feel like it was also something about like the essence of it is like okay this is like Jesus and you know this is this person and like baby is just kind of like the current state or something I don't know it's just like super sure. weird but the idea that like during sex there's just like a tiny little guy just being like shot into a vagina <laughs> <laughs> just like the it. weirdest episode of the magic school bus oh honestly just wearing the <laughs> ugliest fucking hats <laughs> amazing yes. um it's so weird so I also have a little article to talk about. I'm not going to read the entire thing, Mm -hmm. but let's talk about it because um, 18th century people thought tomatoes were killing aristocrats. Oh, did you know this? No. Okay. So um, the 18th century saw a large number, and this is from a medium article, by the way. Um, A large number of prominent local rulers and aristocrats come down with ailments and die. The main culprit at the time was the tomato, the dreaded poison apple. It was one of the only things that had recently changed in the diets of the aristocrats that ruled Europe for centuries. The tomatoes were killing them. At least that's what people thought. So, of course, people in Southern Europe had been eating tomatoes for centuries. Yeah. Um, but we're eating them off of like wood or, you know, whatever aristocrats were at this time using pewter plates, um, which are of course filled with lead. Yes. Um, and essentially the acidic nature of a tomato would leach out the lead. Um, and so they were all getting lead poisoning. They were all just getting my God lead poisoning. 
Um, (laughs) Not funny, but you know. So yeah, I'll read the last article of this. The tomatoes with highly acidic juice would burn the pewter plates and allow the lead to come out and contaminate the food. The acid burns were not apparent to the naked eye and people did not realize that lead poisoning was as dangerous as it truly was at the time. This combination led to the superstitious yet nearly accurate belief that tomatoes were poison and led to many deaths. Wow. I mean, props to them for the, um, you know, like isolating the issue, like, okay, this is the only thing that has changed. You know, if you had no idea about lead poisoning or, Mm -hmm. you know, the kind of like really, I don't know, the chemical reactions and everything, like, of course, that's so crazy. So yeah, avoid pewter if you if you like nightshades, I guess. Pewter. I just <laughs> <laughs> get so fed up with myself for making those jokes. <laughs> it's, it's it will never get old though. Um, yeah, I mean it might, but it it'll be fine. Uh, um, another thing that I have to talk about though yeah. is the fact that Radio Rental has come out with new episodes. And, um, campers, I'm sure if you like scary stories, you've probably listened to radio rental at this point, but if you haven't, um, then great. You have a a huge backlog to catch up on homework, a lot of homework to do. Um, but I just truly there, there is no, to me, better podcast than to be um, scared out of my fucking mind. Yeah. Cause it's like real life stories told by regular people of just like the weirdest shit that's ever happened to them. Mm-hmm. It's um, insane. So good. And I just, I don't know. I like a good scary storytelling podcast and this yep. is one of the best. Yep. I, oh man, I only handle radio rental in like small doses too, because oh. it fucks with me. Yeah. It's messed up. There's some good ones. Yeah. So good. But that's all my news. I'll listen to it for sure. Okay, great. Um, should we, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. Intro. T-T-Y-L. Yeah. G-T-F-O. Yeah. You bish. about this one yay um I don't have a quote to start us off so sorry my apologies it's okay I didn't start with a quote in the last episode yeah that's true yeah okay we're breaking even playing field or breaking convention all over the place that's right all right the year is 1958 not right now but when this story starts (laughs) it is (laughs) I'm just (laughs) What? Um, yeah. The year is 1958. Brothers Frank and Dan Carney borrowed $600 from their mother to start their own business. Okay. Uh, they were in their, they're young. They're in their 20s. They didn't have any business experience and they uh, didn't really know what they were doing. Um, sure. But, you know, with the, the gusto of, a, I would assume white yep. young man, they felt like they could do it anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, 
A local real estate agent that they talked to convinced them to buy an empty building for their business um, and even gave them an idea for what type of business they could start. A pizza restaurant. Okay. (laughs) And so on May 31st, 1958, the world's first pizza hut opened its doors in Wichita, Kansas. I literally just got chills (laughs) all over my body. She's got the pizza chills. I've got the pizza chills. So today we are visiting that very first location, which now serves as the Pizza Hut Museum. Uh, I I already just felt my stomach rumble. I'm so hungry. Oh, I'm so hungry, but I'm also elated. I know. Oh my God. I can't wait. It's so good. I, okay. We're a Papa John's family. Same. and so, <laughs> or were you saying we're a Papa John's family? Oh, oh, I know you are. Yeah. Okay. Good. Us, so yeah. we are, we yeah. are. And yes. And then separately our own households are also <laughs> Papa John's centric. Um, yes. and so I don't, I really didn't know that much about pizza hut and it is goofy as fuck, dude. It's so funny. <laughs> we so used excited. to do, so like when I was growing up, Mam and I would sometimes have like pizza slash movie nights together cute. and it's so cute. And we would always get pizza hut with stuffed crust. Cause they were like the only place at the time that did mm-hmm. stuffed crust. Yeah. That was their whole thing. Yep. And it was always wow. delicious. Yep. 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 Um, I used to take ice skating lessons when I was younger in Aww. at sports plus. I don't know uh-huh. if that's still around, but they have the Pizza Hut like to go or Pizza Hut Express thing there. And yep. so sometimes, um, I don't know, my mom would have to like, I'd have to wait a little bit for my mom to pick me up because she was like doing something with my sister. And so I would just, she would like give me money for some breadsticks and I would just like go yes. and just like fucking vibe. It was, <laughs> I love it. Yes. Sports plus what a throwback. What a throwback. Um, okay. Sources. I, I just wrote down wikipedia.org sure. because it's yeah. just a lot. I used a lot yeah. there. Um, specifically the one or the um, page for Pizza Hut, the Carney brothers, um, and then uh, pizza chains in the, or history of pizza in the United States or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so perfect. All, all those guys. Um, I also used the Pizza Hut website, um, mm-hmm. of course, pizzahut.com. The Atlas Obscura article for the original Pizza Hut uh, and the museum, Um, wichita.edu, which is Wichita Wichita State University, which is where the museum is now housed. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like the first four sentences of a Wall Street Journal article, because I refuse to pay for it. So yeah, we won't, we won't be doing that. (laughs) We will not. (laughs) The first four sentences. They were just packed with information. I know. They're like, to read on, please subscribe. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. I mean, thanks. Thanks, Wall Street Journal. Appreciate all you, all you do. But. But. No. I just, you know, I can't. Um, We're a New York Times family. We are. We are New York Times and Papa John's. Others maybe Wall Street Journal and Pizza Hut. But. But not in this house. As for me and my house, we will read the New York Times and we will and eat we will Papa serve Jones. the Papa. Um, 
Serve okay. the papa. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so like I said, Frank and Dan, who were 20 and 27 at the time, respectively, borrowed money from their mom to start this whole venture. Sure. Uh, the $600 that they used in 1958 is equivalent is to only roughly $6,000 today. Okay. Um, now, I know like Wichita and Kansas in general is pretty cheap, but this just simply feels like not enough money. To right. Me. Um, because like ovens are expensive and, you know, like you have to pay people and just feels strange, but okay. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so aside from the limited startup capital, there were some other aspects of this story that really make it seem miraculous that Pizza Hut survived and did as well as it has. Okay. Uh, most prominently pizza just wasn't really that much of a thing in Wichita. (laughs) Um, can't relate can't, can't relate. relate yeah <laughs> so up until the 1940s pizza consumption in the u.s was pretty much limited to italian immigrants um and their descendants and just kind of these pockets throughout the u.s um it wasn't like a big thing yet what, there a, were, what a sad life to live a sad time yeah oh. i mean rough and so of course there's some like you know Um, there was a pizzeria in New York that had some local, you know, fame and, you know, but mostly it was within the Italian community, uh, throughout the country. Um, but then when veterans returned home from the Italian campaign of world war II, the pizza market sort of started to grow, demand went Mm -hmm. up, um, and, you know, it started to become more of a thing. Uh, the first pizza franchise chain in the U.S. was called Shakey's Pizza. It's still around, but it's mostly in the Philippines. Okay. Weird. Sure. Um, but it first opened in 1954 in Sacramento, um, but it was generating quite the buzz. Um, but Sacramento is not close to Wichita by any means. No. Um Mm-mm. And so according to those first four sentences of the Wall Street Journal article about, so basically that article was about Frank Carney's death. He passed away in uh, 2020. Um, And so according to that article, he himself had only tried pizza one time before they opened Pizza Hut. What? So like so fucking classic of two young 20 something white guys who were just (laughs) like, hey, I had this thing once that's like a pretty big deal in Italian culture. Yeah, I think I can, I think I can capitalize on it that if that is not white America, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it really is. It really is. <sighs> um, okay. So far be it from me to ever paint a mega corporation like pizza hut as sort of like an underdog success story. Um, mm-hmm. but that is, you know, kind of what the early days looked like, you know, like the odds were stacked against them. They didn't have much money. Uh, they didn't have any experience. They were really young. Um, mm-hmm. they were in, you know, Wichita, which isn't like, which has never been like a thriving metropolis center of right. the United States. Um, but you know, it worked out for them. Good. Um, so according to the pizza hut website, um, they attribute the rapid growth to a few things and I'm quoting mm-hmm. here soon. The restaurant grew. Why the pizza was awesome. The service felt like home and the customers were treated like family. Wow. When you're here, you're family. (laughs) Oh, wait, (laughs) wait a second. 
<laughs> From day one, the Carney brothers could look their customers in the eye and promise them the finest pizza in town because they knew the farmers who grew the ingredients and they knew those farmers cared about quality. End mm. quote. Mm. Now, I don't know this for sure. Um, you know, I don't have data to back this up necessarily, but it seems like maybe they did so well because a even, you know, mediocre pizza is still fundamentally good. Uh-huh. Um, and even B, bad pizza is good. Even bad pizza is good. I'll eat it. Yeah. I have never had a pizza, a piece of pizza so bad that I'm like, I'm not touching any more of this. Same. Nope, can't think of a single time. Can't think of a single one. I mean, the school lunch ones weren't great, but in their own way, they were fine. I was still, I was still thrilled to have pizza day over fucking any other meatloaf day. Any other, yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Uh, point B, there was no competition in Wichita. So like kind of a cop out when they were like, they could look their customers in the eye and promise them the finest pizza in town. I mean- Obviously. Mm, yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, and C, they were right next to a college campus, Wichita State University, which I can only assume contributed to their success. I would imagine that the college student affinity for pizza extends back oh, to the dog. Through time. the ages. Yeah, I'm sure. Um Okay, so this venture turned out to be a real gold mine for the Carney brothers. They opened their second location within the first six months, which is crazy to me. Wow. How were there that many people in 1950s Wichita? Yeah, Yeah, what was the population? Yeah, Wichita (laughs) is so small that I I drive by that when I go visit my family in Oklahoma, and I have literally never noticed it. I just... I know that like, it says like Wichita next few miles. And then Mm -hmm. it's just like, I've passed Wichita. I can see on my map and I've never noticed it. Sorry, Wichita. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, But congrats on the, you know, low cost of living. We'd love to see that. Great job, everyone. (laughs) Um, So within the first six months, they had their second location. And then by the end of their first year, they had six locations in the area. Hmm. That's insane. Yeah. I, and I just looked it up. There were about 168,000 people in Wichita in 1950. Oh so, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so they opened in 1958 and then by 1959, they had started franchising because mm-hmm. they were doing so well. Wow. Insane. Um, so according to the pizza hut website, uh, the name Pizza Hut came to be because uh, the sign that the brothers had found or gotten was only had room for eight letters. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, and the building kind of looked like a hut. I, I don't know. I mean, it just, it's a house. It's simply yeah. a house, but okay. Um, so I know <laughs> the hut part is iconic at this point, but here would have been my suggestions that also fit their eight letter constraints. Oh boy. Um, my number one. Fat pizza. <laughs> I think that's so good. I would eat fat pizza every day. I would love some fat pizza. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pizza box, because I think that's pretty cute. Cute. Uh, it's Very a little cute. boxy, you know, 
building and then pizzas come in boxes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, pizza max, which oh, has yeah. great potential for mascot characters, you know, uh-huh. like max, the pizza max, of course guy, um, God pizza. I could see this going Kansas uh, either way in Kansas, either they would think (laughs) it was blasphemy or they would be really into it. Yeah. 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 Um, Hey pizza. If they could afford an extra character for the exclamation point. I like that. You have to have the pizza. I love it. I think it's cute. And then the last one is simply buy pizza. This feels like the most practical Buy pizza. Yes, it's, it's it's right there in the name. It's clear instructions by pizza. Mm-hmm. It's an mm-hmm. ad and a name. Yeah. Um. So, but they settled on Pizza Hut, which is fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> um. So the original hut had a black roof because again, it was simply a house. Um, mm-hmm. and the iconic red roof design didn't come about until 1963 when it was created by an architect from Chicago named George Lindstrom. Um, but even then it wasn't implemented on stores until 1969. Mm. So 10 years into the company's tenure. And then we got those red roofs that we all know. Wow. And love. We love them. By 1971, Pizza Hut was a worldwide phenomenon. It was the number one pizza chain in the world in both sales and number of locations, which is crazy that it within like just over 10 years, number one in the world just shot up to the top. That's amazing. And that's hard to do before the internet. (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) And like the supply chain, how do you, yeah, it's, there's a lot to unpack. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. And that it apparently has held that title ever since it's still the number one pizza chain in the world, wow. um, which is impressive. You know, I mean, again, I prefer Papa John's, but yeah. we're here. Yeah, like we said, um, we're a Papa John's family. <laughs> we are. Um, PepsiCo bought the restaurant chain in 1977 for $300 million. Okay. Um, and eventually PepsiCo, um, like kind of did a spinoff brand with, um, pizza hut, Taco Bell and KFC. Um, and that kind of group formed another brand that is now known as the yum corporation, which we mm-hmm. all need. Yes. We've heard of it. Um, in 1986, only 28 years after the first restaurant opened pizza hut celebrated the opening of their 5,000th location. Mm. 5,000 amazing in 28 years. That's like 6,000 a year. Yeah. That's a no, lot. It's not 600 a year. <laughs> I, I mean, just said 6,000 a year when they celebrated their 5,000. And I was fully ready to just accept yeah. that as gospel. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't um, question your math skills. Thank you. You should, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I won't. Okay. Um, so over the next 30 ish years, um, Pizza Hut really, their history just involved a ton of goofy publicity stunts. Um, and then a timeline of which they have kindly published on their website. And I will read verbatim. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start with um, the year 1989. And for some reason, they made this so godforsaken small. And um, just okay. like real quick before you get into this, I was just remembering um, because you don't really see them anymore. Do you remember speaking of the Yum Corporation when they used to have the combo 
Pizza Hut and KFC yes locations or like those out like it's like weird I feel like I see those um in uh, just like along interstates um kind yeah, of out in the, the most random yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're not like in urban areas but I think it's like in like truck stop areas there yeah tend to be a lot of those combos yeah I feel like they had a pizza yeah. hut and taco bell one too yeah. maybe okay I've done that one um yeah there's so good so make good. bring that back of like combining two great fast mm-hmm. food places together yeah oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. Amen. oh man okay so in 1989 pizza hut pizza is delivered to the white house First Lady Barbara Bush throws a pizza party for 200 Washington, D.C. children during a reading is fundamental reception. Okay. And again, as a reminder, I'm reading this all verbatim from the Pizza Hut website. Sure. <laughs> um, in 1994, Pizza Hut becomes the first national chain to offer pizza delivery ordering on the internet, which mm. is cool. And that's pretty early. What year? 94. Okay, here's the thing. What year did um I was just watching the movie The Net the other day? Have you seen this? No. Is it about the So internet? it's like a like it has to be one of Sandra Bullock's like first movies that she oh. ever did. Okay, it came out in 1995. And she's like a computer programmer, I guess. Um mm-hmm. and is like ordering pizza online in the beginning of the movie. And I was like, there's no fucking way that you could do that. And it looks very like not real because it's like a nineties computer. Um, but wow. Isn't that funny? Okay, That's Hmm. so early. Like we didn't have a home computer until early two thousands. I think I don't remember when we got one. I, yeah, I don't think we had one until after the turn of the century. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Um, but honestly, we love a trailblazer. Great job. Yeah. 1995 pizza hut launches original stuffed crust, (gasps) which immediately sets company sales records. I'm so hungry. I'm so, so hungry. I'm like, (laughs) I'm (laughs) obviously going to order pizza for dinner. It's fine. Yeah. Um, 2001, Pizza Hut became the first company to deliver to space with a pizza delivery to the International Space Station. Okay. (laughs) I don't really fully know how that worked, but apparently they had to make this like special pizza that was like six inches in diameter. So it fit into the space station ovens. (laughs) It feels like, yeah, probably, um, I don't know, like a waste of maybe time and money, but yeah, a lot of both of those things <laughs> whatever but whatever um <laughs> 2003 due, <laughs> due to the rising popularity of chicken wings mm-hmm. pizza hut launched wing street restaurants yes which now i think is what you typically see in terms of combos it's like pizza hut and wing street sure i would also eat chicken wings right now oh. um 2007, Pizza Hut becomes the first national pizza chain to be on Facebook. Mm, Good for them. Good for them. (laughs) And then in 2009, Pizza Hut launches its iPhone ordering app, which appeared in the iPhone commercial. That's so early to have. So early. Like they were on it. 
Yeah. Because when did the iPhone come out? I feel like it was like 2000. I think I got my first one in 2009. And I think I had a second generation or a third. Let's see. Um, iPhone first generation came out in 2007. Okay. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, very soon wow. after that. Um, 2013, this is a great example of a brand knowing their market mm-hmm. um, because Pizza Hut introduced an exclusive Xbox 360 app. Gamers could order Pizza Hut directly from their gaming console. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> genius yeah very cool in 2016 pizza hut set a world record by making a pizza delivery to mount kilimanjaro to celebrate opening in its 100th country wow so can you imagine being the pizza delivery driver who got that order (laughs) actually i'd be excited (laughs) um well this is where you know claire comes in because she uh was a Pizza Hut delivery driver for a long time. She was? College. Yeah. Amazing. Um, she didn't really have a ton of nice things to say about, <laughs> about all of sure. this. So. It doesn't seem like a fun job. But if no. I got to go to like Tanzania for it, okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, in 2017, Pizza Hut celebrated their 25th anniversary. Um, oh, the, the 25th anniversary of their food donation program, Harvest. Um, and they reached a major milestone of do- donating more than 100 million pounds of food to those in need. Wow. Uh, the one for 2018 says, Hut Hut, Pizza Hut becomes the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Once again, they're trailblazers because in 2019, they debut their first esports football stadium. So a fake football stadium, I guess. I bet they paid money for that too. And like, what? <laughs> I just like it, it. in an esports game that like it was a Pizza Hut stadium, I guess. Okay. I would imagine in like a John Madden. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. This is the extent of my gaming knowledge when it comes, especially when it comes to sports. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 2020 pizza hut becomes the first national pizza company to bring a plant-based meat pizza coast to coast. Wow. So, I mean, you know, credit where it's trailblazers. I will say nothing sends off more alarm bells and red flags than this, um, kind of like what we're about, like our story section on their website. Uh Um, I mean, just a massive eye roll the whole time. It says, quote, there's nothing cookie cutter about Pizza Hut, not our pizzas, not our people, and definitely not the way we live life. Mm -hmm. Around here, we don't settle for anything less than food we're proud to serve. Your Yelp Mm -hmm. reviews would disagree. (laughs) Um, And we don't just clock in. Not when we can also become our best, make friends, and have fun while we're at it. Wow. We're the pizza company that lives life unboxed. Are um, you? <laughs> yeah, it, it continues in okay. case that wasn't cringy enough. Oh, we're not for people who want to blend in. Pushing <laughs> boundaries is part of our heritage. Don't say mm-hmm. heritage when you're a pizza oh, company. Yeah. 
we have more than 16,000 restaurants and 350,000 team members in more than 100 countries. Whether it's the original stuffed crust or putting a pizza in outer space, we never stop driving ourselves to deliver hot pizzas fast every time, anywhere you want to enjoy it. Anywhere. I mean, it's all so embarrassing. <laughs> Companies are so embarrassing, dude. Yeah, you guys don't have to be that grandiose in your like about us section. Yeah. I so when I was doing this research earlier today, um, I was telling Matt about some of it and he was like, should we order Pizza Hut for research for lunch? And Mm -hmm. I was like, I mean, obviously, and I looked it up and none of the, um, Pizza Huts within like 50 miles had more than like a 1.5 out of five stars on Yelp. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, I I just assume that all like, I assume that all fast food pizza places are never going to be rated well because, well, exactly. Because it's like the, the old trope of like, when you're behind a semi on the highway and it says, how's my driving? I'm not going to call to say, Hey, just wanted to let you know that truck number, you know, four, eight, two, six is doing a great job. They're going the speed limit and staying in their lanes. You're only going to call when they stop because you know what trucks are supposed to do. Yeah. And like, you'd be hard pressed to find probably a five-star because no one's getting like their balls blown off by Pizza Hut. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's fine. I will say the other day we ordered Papa John's for lunch, which whenever we order pizza, it's always for dinner. Um, But we ordered it for lunch because we were like, um, oh, it's when we were putting new countertops on. So we just like simply couldn't cook and we were starving. Yeah. And um, so it was unbelievably good dude like I'm I need to start doing lunchtime Papa John's going forward because you could tell like they weren't very busy they were just like Uh you know they really nailed it and I think about I think about that all the time okay we do uh we always do the deal where it's like two large two toppings you know for like twelve dollars each or something and so we do one pepperoni um because we're big on you know pep and then yeah. we do bacon pineapple on the other one okay and okay. then if we're feeling you know froggy. If, we're in, if we're feeling froggy <laughs> we hop on over to the appetizer section and we get just the cheese bread oh and it's, sure when it's done well it's so fucking good <laughs> i love that like an acceptable um side with pizza is just deconstructed pizza. pizza yeah yeah <laughs> same i I mean, well, that's the thing about all pizza places. Like, do you want garlic knots while you wait for, you know, an untied garlic knot? Yes. (laughs) Of course I do. (laughs) Just untangled, untangled Mm -hmm. this garlic knot. Mm -hmm. I know you guys always get a good deal on Papa John's. We do. We have a secret code, (laughs) Um, but we always get pepperoni. Although sometimes I like to do my half with like, bell peppers and pineapple mm. or something like sure. that. Yeah. Just to mix it up. Yeah. Um, but always extra sauce, always extra mm. cheese. And then we also get the, um, cheese stuffed crust lately. That's our go-to. I saw that Papa John's now has a cheese and pepperoni stuffed crust. Stop. I, I have to get it. <laughs> I'm so hungry and I'm embarrassed about how much I know about the Papa John's menu. I will not be satisfied until it's a whole pizza inside of the crust that they <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, can they just <laughs> just roll up a full pizza and then make that 
put like bake that in around the edge. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, the goal. We're on to something. We're on to something. Somebody we only need $6,000. <laughs> yeah. To get we're started. Fine. Who wants to invest? <laughs> Our Patreons just start unsubscribing. <laughs> yeah, just immediately. They pull like, their money out. Like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> um Okay, something that this timeline doesn't mention, but is perhaps one of the funniest things that a pizza chain has ever done. Um, this is just like one of my favorite kind of, this just like happens sometimes mm-hmm. where like fast food and like kind of shitty restaurants try to like do like a concept thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to read to you the Wikipedia description of it. Okay. Quote, an upscale concept was unveiled in 2004 called <laughs> Pizza Hut Italian Bistro. Come you can't on. have hut and bistro in one no. name. It doesn't work. They're mutually <laughs> exclusive. Yeah. Um, at 50 U.S. locations, the bistro is similar to a traditional pizza hut, except that the menu features new Italian-themed dishes such as penne pasta, chicken pomodoro, and toasted sandwiches. Instead of black, white, and red, bistro locations feature a burgundy and tan motif. (laughs) Sure. And so the Wikipedia uh, quote talks about Pizza Hut Italian Bistro in present tense. And so I obviously looked it up. I can't find any other real information. Like there's pictures of old, you know, Italian Bistro locations, um, which simply look like Pizza Hut's. <laughs> um, so, but I don't think that they're around anymore, but okay. I could be wrong. I mean, there's only 50, so I could just be missing yeah. them. Huh. Um. Okay, so they've also made some hilarious choices when it comes to advertising over the years beyond the stunts that we read about earlier. Um, And their slogans over time just really get me. Um, (laughs) So again, quoting from Wikipedia, quote, until early 2007, Pizza Hut's main advertising slogan was gather around the good stuff. I think that's like a pretty good slogan you know for a pizza place it's like especially because they were trying to do this like family vibe you know so gather around the good stuff great um from 2008 to 2009 and I hate this one the advertising (laughs) slogan was now you're eating (laughs) come on what what does that mean now Now you're you're eating eating. like before you weren't and now you are that was a that was a mirage um from 2009 to 2012, the advertising slogan was your favorites, your pizza hut. Boring. 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 Lame. Um, from 2012 to 2016, the advertising slogan was make it great. A variation of the 1987 and 1995 slogan, making it great. Um, they Trumpy stopped that in 2016. I wonder if it was because it was of Trump stuff. <laughs> yeah. They were like, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) from 1995 to 1999. And I hate this one again. The slogan was, you'll love the stuff we're made of. You will. (laughs) You're going to like the way you look. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The advertising slogan is currently, and I do love this one. It's very catchy. No one out pizzas the hut. Oh, 
So good. We love it. We love it. Uh, it's incorrect, I think, but you know, I love it. Yeah, but it's got um, gumption, and that's what gumption. matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's brave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so along these lines, Pizza Hut has done a lot of product placement in major franchises. Um, examples we all know are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've also used some good old-fashioned influencer marketing in commercial campaigns over the years. So a quote from Wikipedia once again, quote, in 1995, Donald Trump and his ex-wife Ivana Trump appeared in a commercial. The last scene of the commercial showed Ivana asking for the last slice, to which Donald replied, actually, dear, you're only entitled to half, a play on the couple's recent divorce. Yikes. Oh, wait, that wasn't end of quote. I've got more. Um, But big yikes. (laughs) Yeah. All of that. So embarrassing. Um, this one is so weird. A 1995 Ringo star appeared in a Pizza Hut commercial that teased to a Beatles reunion, but featured three members of the monkeys. <laughs> okay. So weird. Prank. Yeah. Um, a commercial with everybody's favorite Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Um, dates from the same year in which he boasts, quote, nobody is more right than me, yet he states for the first time he will do something wrong, which was to participate in Pizza Hut's then eating pizza crust first campaign regarding their stuffed crust pizzas. Weird to take on such like a political um, ad. I know. It's very strange. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, In 2008, an elaborate April Fool's campaign announced that Pizza Hut was rebranding as Pasta Hut. (laughs) Uh, I'd go. I'd go to celebrate their new pasta dishes. Uh, So this went on for like a month. Um, But it seems like I looked on their menu. I looked on their menu today and they only have two two pasta dishes on the menu these days. So big womp. Um, and I don't know if they used to have more and they just kind of like pared it down, but it feels like a little bit, um, it feels a little like they were getting a little bit ahead of themselves by like calling themselves pasta hut with two pasta dishes on their menu. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like, I don't know. It's the same reason Fazoli's doesn't really work. Right. Because pasta is such a cheap, especially when there's not a lot of effort put into making it is such a cheap, easy thing to make. Mm-hmm. And like, who's going to go out of their way to purchase pasta that they can Magiano easily in the chat? <laughs> yeah. But, and Olive Garden. I mean, you know, though, well, Olive Garden, I can't, I don't, I don't even get me started. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Like those places have an extensive yeah. menu with other options besides pasta right. and, mm-hmm. but fast food pasta, it's just not, I know not a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a side note, do you remember the whole IHOP, IHOB from a few years ago? I feel like that was like just a collective fever dream. It was so weird. I remember Twitter being like the fuck. Yeah. Twitter was freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So that's most of the highlights of the company's history. Um, but I do want to go back to the Carney brothers for a minute. This is my mm-hmm. favorite part of this whole story. Okay. 
I mentioned earlier uh, that in 1977, they decided to sell the business to PepsiCo and they got $300 million in that sale, um, which today, so that was $300 million in 77. Today, that's um, around $1.5 billion. Holy so they shit. Were, they're fine. They're fine. Yeah, they're fine. They're doing fine. Um, Dan Carney, the older brother, seemingly retired after that, basically. Um, and he's just devoted his time to philanthropic efforts in Wichita. He still lives in Wichita and just is like a big part of the community there. Um, mm-hmm. and just hanging out with his family and doing stuff for like all these charities. Um, nice. Frank, however, took a slightly different path. <laughs> Oh boy. He stayed on as Pizza Hut's president and member of the board for a few years after the sale. But in 1994, he became a franchisee of Papa John's. <laughs> uh, what? What? Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, thanks for joining our team, but like, yeah, but like such a weird decision from someone who literally founded Pizza Hut. Like, so weird. And I wonder. I don't know. I mean, I couldn't figure out if there was like bad blood there, like there has to be some animosity or something. And so he was just like, you know, okay, fuck you. I'm going, you know, to team Papa. Like, I don't know. Um, (laughs) but he owned over 130 locations of Papa John's all over the country. Um, including several in Wichita and its surrounding areas. So like to me That's that so screams funny. bad blood. Yeah. Like, he was just like fuck yeah, gay. something happened there. Um another quote from Wikipedia, potentially my last one. Uh during legal struggles with Pizza Hut in the 1990s, Papa John's ran commercial advertisements highlighting the fact that um Frank had moved over, including mm-hmm. a dramatization showing Frank coming to a Pizza Hut stockholders meeting wearing a Papa John's apron saying, sorry, guys, I found a better pizza. Uh, Just the literal funniest shit of all time. It's so funny. (laughs) I love it. Um, Okay. So the museum itself, um, you know, it's, it's tiny. It's housed in the original Pizza Hut building, um, but the building has actually been moved, I think two or three times. Um, and it now resides on Wichita State University's campus. It's owned and operated by the university and students work as docents there and give mm-hmm. tours. It's free Monday through Friday. Um, you know, there's some goofy hours because it's run by students, of course. Um, sure. But, you know, it seems like a little cool museum. Um, like I said, very small, but it does seem to be thoughtfully designed. It contains lots of information about Frank and Dan and their story. Um, one display, which I really like the kind of like self-awareness element of it is, um, you know, kind of talks about their story and it just, the title of it says right place, right time, (laughs) which, you know, is true. Could have been anyone. Um, there's memorabilia from the original restaurant, a general history of the company, and just kind of, you know, there's all these like old pizza making, you know, tools that they had. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, there's like the vintage like lamps that had the glass, you know, the stained glass that said Pizza Hut, um, nice. the different like chairs and like table, you know, stuff that they had. And so you can just kind of walk through and see the whole history. Um, very nostalgic. I'm it, sure. Very nostalgic. It apparently, according to some of the reviews, doesn't have the kitchen, which is interesting. Just the okay. dining room. 
Um, and you know, you, so you can't actually get any food from it. Damn. Um, there, so I have a few reviews. The first one all, um, ties in well, because it describes a lot about the visit. Um, it's five stars from row and it says unique little museum in the original building store, but it has been moved onto the university campus. Uh, with not just artifacts, but the entire history, videos of old commercials, rare collectibles, etc. They pack a lot into this small building, and it's free to see right on the college campus Monday through Friday. Worth the stop. Do not miss the rare sneakers, only 700 pairs made, that allow you to order pizza from the tongue in the shoe. Shut up. Shut up. I need those. Need them. (laughs) Looking them up right now. Yeah. Um, another review I have is from um, Marceline. Marceline? Marsh? Marceline? I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Three stars says, I didn't go inside, but I'd sure want to go back to write a full review. Okay. Marceline. And she gave how many stars? Buzz off. Three. Come on. Come on, dude. Like Why? That, you don't have to just like... <laughs> contribute to the conversation if you don't actually have anything to contribute (laughs) okay also the shoes where you can order pizza from the tongue are called pie tops (gasps) oh my god (laughs) Uh, i need them i need them god i would i'm genuinely going to order pizza in mere moments when i finish Um, yeah it sounds so good yeah um so there was the Wichita, Wichita State University on their website. They did like a little video. It's like 45 seconds long about the museum and just kind of, you know, like a quick little look inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was a comment on that YouTube video. Um, it's from Jim. And it okay. says, I used to go to the original Pizza Hut during high school. Best damned pizza ever. Also went to the second location on East Harry Street and then the third across from WSU in my college years. I proposed to my wife at the third location. Oh. Great memories. Oh, not the proposal. proposal. <laughs> I mean, so oh. cheesy. Yeah. God damn it. Very much like that, that joke. <laughs> Um, and that is the original Pizza Hut Museum. Oh my God. Incredible. (laughs) I mean, you know, there's not a lot that I would say can draw me to Kansas, but, um, that just might, it might, it It might, might. I'm not saying it will, but it might. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's the closest. It's yeah, for sure. Wow. Um, (laughs) God damn, pizza sounds so good right now. <laughs> I know. I know that I also have Papa Papa Rewards in my account. Yeah, so love $10. love those Papa Rewards. Campers, um, first of all, I wish you many nights of pizza ahead of you. Yeah. Um, what kind of what's your I favorite hope- pizza topping? How do you feel about pineapple on pizza? 
Oh, we're going to be going buck wild on Instagram with this. Uh, Lots of buck wild. Um, yeah, I'm, I am going to for sure question all of you on all of your pizza preferences. Cause I genuinely care. Um, Same. I, I don't want to enter into, you know, the cliche argument of to pineapple or not to pineapple. Um, because there's simply one right answer. There's only one right answer and we're not going to say what it is. Um, cause I actually am not, I can't remember what team Madison's on. <laughs> I said it earlier that our standard, um, order was pineapple bacon. Okay. 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 Yeah. I outed myself. (laughs) She took a strong stance and you know what? I'm going to step right up next to you. (laughs) I fully agree. (laughs) Um, campers, please come talk to us on social media. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of pizza discussions, uh, await you. Um, you can go to Instagram, you can go to Twitter, TikTok. Uh, we are everywhere at the museum camp. Campers, you can also go to patreon.com slash the museum camp if you'd like to become a patron. Yeah, um, it's not that we, much dough. It, it. <laughs> it's only $5 <laughs> a month. Um, and you can get extra goodies. Um, you can talk about pizza as much as you want with us. Um, and we will do a mad lib about you on the show. We'll talk about you. We'll sing your praises. Um, and you know, I'm sure you want that. Who wouldn't, who wouldn't want that? Um, and Last but certainly not least, if you are willing to, please open up the app that you are currently listening to us on. And if you have the capability to leave a rating and a review, we would very much appreciate it if you Mm -hmm. would do so. Um, It helps with the algorithm and like boosts us up and we need all the help we can get. Um, And that would come directly from you. So... (laughs) I'm talking into your ear We're and telling singling you. you out. Yeah, <laughs> please help us. Help us get this thing to grow. Um, and that's it. That's it. Wow. I'm pretty you sure. Um, okay. I just remembered one last uh-huh. thing okay. from Pizza Hut that I thought I had put in my write-up, but maybe I skipped over it. Okay. Um, when they were celebrating some anniversary of their stuffed crust, Pizza Hut released a special treat um, that was just the stuffed crust. So it was just a ring of dough filled with cheese. That's all I want. That's all. all, That's actually, that's all I want. Yeah. Amen. Imagine that with like the Jets turbo crust seasoning on it. dude. Ooh. Okay, we're going to go eat some pizza, um, but we love you guys, and we will see you next time. We'll see you then. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.